Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Hello everybody and welcome once again to Off The Podium, the Olympics podcast that is brought to you by nobody because we've got no sponsors. But it's episode 11 and we're here to recap day 9 of the Rio 2016 Olympic Games, a day that for Australia at least brought us nothing. So we've got nothing to talk about today. So we're going to talk about Canada today because they at least (laughs) kept the trend up of winning a medal every single day. They're doing better than Australia now officially with this because they took home a bronze and it's an awesome bronze because it came in an event that bronze is almost gold because you were never going to win a gold in it anyway. And to speak about this, it's Colin Hilding from Canada. Colin, another bronze day for the Maple Leaf. Yeah, and this is no joke, but this bronze medal may be more exciting than the majority of the gold medals that Canada has ever won, just because of the competition there was in this. Um, and uh, the fact that Andre de Grasse, I'll be talking about him a lot today, he just sort of came out of nowhere in the last year or two. I mean, this guy is going to be the next big thing in the sport, not just in Canada, in the world. Well, it's it's such, I mean, the event, obviously, the 100 metres, who won, I wonder, same bolt. It's like, I mean, it's the event of the Olympics, it always yeah. is. <laughs> But I can imagine that. Like, I mean, God, we were talking about the fact that our man Josh Clark, we didn't even realise, had pulled out of the Olympics like a month ago, and yet we've been talking him up for the last <laughs> I was looking for him. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, like, wondering, where's the news? Like, where's the news of, oh, Josh Clark bowed out in the first round? I've Googled him, and there's an article from a month ago saying he pulled out with a hamstring injury. So good to see we do our research on the show. But, um, you know, I mean, if Australia makes the semifinals in that, it's a big deal for us. Like, let alone I couldn't imagine winning a bronze. So, I mean, do they have they already started showing the footage of Donovan Bailey watching him winning the bronze medal uh well donovan bailey was in the studio they haven't shown that footage yet but he was right he's been in the studio probably about eight to twelve hours a day just commentating on everything even stuff that he knows nothing about they had him on talking about swimming last night i don't know why um (laughs) i'm sure there'll be something uh i don't know if the uh the there's that many people that know Andre DeGrasse yet personally where it would be that interesting. But um, my wife actually videoed me and my son watching it because I wanted him to see one day you were there when Andre DeGrasse uh, held his own against Usain Bolt. So maybe we'll put that video up and it will explode all I over the internet. It, I want to see you exploding all over the uh, the TV, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, just quick question. Is it DeGrasse or DeGrasse? DeGrasse. DeGrasse. Okay. It's easy to confuse considering the most famous... DeGrasse to come out of Canada is DeGrasse, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess he's now at that level. I just love the fact that you've got an athlete now named after TV shows. Um, <laughs> I know, I just wish I just wish before this event the commentators had given something like, you know, DeGrasse, not just a future <laughs> medalist, but also the first seven letters of the greatest Canadian TV show of all time. You know that, uh, I mean, Bruce McAvaney was commentating, I didn't quite hear him say that uh, as he introduced him, but Bruce kept calling him DeGrasse, and I'm like, oh, isn't it DeGrasse? But obviously it's Degrasse, but uh, 
they they talked him up a little bit actually. I, I know on our favourite website news.com.au, they uh, before the final they were like you know bolt uh, into the semi uh, into the final fast qualifier ahead of Canadian rising star Andre de Grasse. So like they had him on our um, bit as well, and I was I was. You know, paying attention to him uh, during the race because I think kind of you always get to the point in any hundred meters you're like, okay, Bolt's won it, so who's going to get second? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was Bolt can be in last, and with ten meters to go, you know he's won it still. Yes. That's just the way he runs. Well, it was interesting actually with this one because he actually looked like he did get off very slow. I like at the beginning of the race, I'm like, oh mm-hmm. shit, Bolt's in trouble here, and then halfway through, I'm like, oh shit, and then all of a sudden he's just like, oh maybe I should try now. And then he just like yeah, exactly. <laughs> and even at the end, we talked about that yesterday. Even at the end, it legitimately looked like he just stopped. Like it just, he just didn't. Yeah. I mean, he what was the slowest time he's run at the Olympics? He's still under ten seconds. But I mean, he probably could have run that in six seconds. Yeah, Andre, that's the greatest thing about him is that he all he wants is just his accomplishment. You know, this isn't a guy like, and I'm not slamming Michael Phelps for this, but th- this isn't a guy who wants to just run everything up. I mean. He wants to accomplish everything possible. He wanted to win a gold medal. Then he wanted to, you know, win two gold medals. And now he wants to win three. And he doesn't care about beating his world record times or anything. And he doesn't even care when you watch him in the heat and the semis, you know, whether he's the fastest guy. The the, the heats was hilarious because he actually was only fifth in the heats. And you saw the same thing. Like, he wasn't even really trying. It was just... I need to be the top guy in this heat, and I don't care what my time is. Well, there's a photo already circulating around. I don't know if you've seen it, but they're saying, like, this is the most famous photo of the Olympics so far. And it's, like, I think it's a shot of him in the semi where they've snapped him, like, just crossing the line, looking sort of over his shoulder with this big, wide smile on his face, while every single behind, person behind him is like, going, <laughs> like, they're trying so hard. <laughs> and he's bolt just at the beginning. Like, and that was... <laughs> Yeah, that was my favorite moment of him from London, too. Was I can't remember if it was the one or the two. It might have been the 200 meter, where he did the exact same thing. He sort of stopped and turned and smiled, you know, just to show off. And that's, like, I, I've, it's funny, I've said this to a lot of people who aren't as familiar with, you know, amateur sports or the Olympics. And I've said that Usain Bolt is the closest thing this world has come to another Muhammad Ali. Mm. And they've laughed at me. But, like, as somebody who's seen this, this guy is the modern Muhammad Ali. I mean, he could have the entire world if he wants it. Well, let's be honest. We didn't even talk about this the other day when he had his press conference last week. He brought a whole bunch of Brazilian dancers to his own press conference. It's yes. Like, oh. it, you know, have you seen the Rocky movies? No, uh, I think I'm one of the only few who hasn't. No, I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, Apollo Creed, who's like, the, I guess, the, the enemy in the first two Rockies, becomes Rocky's best friend. In Rocky Four, he comes out of retirement for a fight against the Russian, and he just turns it into a circus where the ring is rising up. He's got James Brown and a bunch of dancers around him, and he's wearing, like, you know, a big American hat and dancing in the ring, and the Russians just look at him shaking his head. And that is Usain Bolt. Like, he's just a showman, and we don't get showmen in Olympics. Mm. Well, it's rare to get him in a lot of sports nowadays anyway. Like, um, you know, the way that a lot of sports and athletes are trained now with media and all this kind of stuff, you know, a lot of them almost turn into politicians where it's just all about spin and all this sort of stuff, particularly here in Australia. I mean, I know America's probably a little bit different. They've still got a bit of showmen, and Canada too. Like, I mean, we know how showboaty Canadian athletes are, um, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's just, it's so much fun to see him. And, again, it's kind of like, do you know anybody who doesn't like the man? And if you do, why mm-hmm. do you know them? You shouldn't, because they're an idiot. Uh, well, <laughs> you know? Justin Gatlin would be the only... <laughs> only one but like 
I don't know if we want to comment on Justin Gatlin. Like, I think everybody heard the booze yes. that he got, and it's kind of fair. I mean, do you know a bit about Gatlin's background? Uh, bits and pieces here and there, yes. I mean, basically, he spent five of, I guess, the last 15 years suspended from the sport, you know, for drug violations. And I think everybody deserves a second chance, but when you've been busted twice mm -hmm. in only five years, it was like 2001 and then again 2006, I really think the two chances you should be out. You shouldn't be able to come back for two more Olympics after that. Yeah. And I think it's fair that he gets the booze. I like that he was in there, though, just because of the competition. We could honestly say this is maybe the most stacked lineup we've ever had for 100 meter. I mean, Johan Blake in fourth. I mean, that, that guy, if there was no Usain Bolt, he would be like the biggest sprinter on the planet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting kind of with that because um, the, they made the comment too with Gatlin that obviously it's historic, you know, Bolt winning three hundred metres in a row, never been done before. But, I mean, Gatlin, he, he also has medaled in three 100 metres. Uh, obviously, you know, again put a question mark over that a little bit but um you know i mean it's still something that's a big deal i mean i remember back uh sydney obviously the huge talk was all maurice green um all this sort of stuff he obviously won the gold and then he backed it up and he got a bronze in, in athens i think from memory so um you know i mean he at that time was this huge big star and everything and then all of a sudden bolts come along and just shat all over everyone um but it's i mean it's such an event it's it's so you know like i mean even in Australia where, like, you know, we can talk up Canada now because you've just won a bronze. I mean, Donovan Bailey, you've actually won this event. Whereas Australia, like, I honestly couldn't tell yeah. you if we've even had a finalist in the 100 metres. I know Matt Shervington back in Sydney, his, um, his big goal was to make the finals of the 100 metres. That's it. He didn't give a shit if he was dead last in the 100 metres. He just wanted to make the final. And I think he made the semis from memory. Uh, which, again, a big deal for Australia because we're not very fast people. I think only one Australian from memory has ever run under 10 seconds. So <laughs> that's... You're a lazy nation. Yeah, we are. Let's just say it's it. Like, we like the water, okay? <laughs> like, we don't like having to run. It's too hot to run in Australia. That's why we're in the water, okay? Um, but it's, it's... it's. I mean, you've got a, this event that is like this, the biggest event of the Olympics. It's over in nine seconds. <laughs> like, if only mm -hmm. other events in our life could be celebrated for being over in nine seconds. Well, think about it. You have, I think it's, what, six heats, um, and then you have the two semifinals, and then you have this... All together, just the sport itself, you're looking at 10 minutes tops mm -hmm. of real uh, sport going on. And yet, it was crazy that, you know, we're waiting to record here, and the event had been over for half an hour, yeah. and they hadn't even cut back to the studio here. It was still just shots around the stadium of the runners celebrating and everything. And uh, th there was a really nice moment that we had here, and I think I mentioned earlier how... Uh, I think Andre de Grasse, and I think a lot of people are starting to see this guy is the future of the sport. He's the next Usain Bolt. Even Bolt seems to think that. Um, last year, Andre de Grasse really broke on the scene in the Pan Am Games, but the Pan Am Games, even though countries like Jamaica and the United States are eligible, they chose to rest guys like Gatlin and Bolt because the World Championships were coming up like two weeks later. Mm -hmm. But Andre de Grasse did gold in the Pan Am Games, came to the World Championships, did bronze ahead of Gatlin even, and it, there's this famous moment that still is brought up every time, you know, any of these guys race, where Bolt came up and inter interrupted the CBC interview and basically grabbed Andre de Grasse and said, I never saw you coming. This is the guy you have to watch. And they have another clip 
after the event's over and Bolt is sitting there with his arm around DeGrasse and you can hear the audio where he's basically saying, I told everybody else out there, you need to watch this guy. <laughs> and that's what's so exciting about this. Is that Bolt's almost taken him as a protege. It's like, this is the guy I want to root for. I saw the footage of the year when they were doing the victory lap. He went up to DeGrasse and kind of put his arms around him and gave him a bit of an embrace. So... Yeah, I mean that's mm-hmm. it's it's nice to to see that, um, and I mean yeah, the victory lap. I mean they showed that nonstop with us as well, and there's a, plenty of uh, classic Channel Seven commentary which I'll get to during that lap. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's amazing, and you know, I mean the, the thing, the sad thing about Bolt, like this is his last Olympics. He said it, he's what he's going to retire next year after the World Championships. He is only 29 years of age now. Justin Gatlin is 34, so like. Bolt could yeah. easily go to Tokyo and still be younger than Gatlin, who's just won the silver medal. I mean, we talked about this yesterday, I think, with Phelps, you know, because I mean, there's questions, you know, Ryan Lochte with his, you know, bright, spark personality reckons that he's going to come back for another <laughs> time. But, I mean, is this it? Do you think Bolt is well and truly done? Yeah, again, I was just before we were getting ready to record, my wife was asking me about this because they were saying on TV, you know, his final appearance. And when they were talking about Phelps yesterday, it was always... You know, maybe his final appearance, even though he said that the last Olympics. And we were even talking about that yesterday, that the old, Will Phelps come back. It doesn't seem to be a question with Bolt, that if he says he's going to retire, he's going to do it. And my wife was asking me, you know, why would he do that? Like, this guy is so young, he could do it again. And, I mean, the fact is, he's just not the type of guy. He's the type of guy who would want to go out on top. Um, I, I wanted to get your opinion on this yesterday. I wasn't on the show for the whole time, but Bolt made a comment in the last week where he said that he believes this sport needs him to win this third gold. And it's a, it's an interesting thought. Like, do, does the sport need somebody like Usain Bolt, where you could say nobody has ever done this, nobody will ever top this? It's taken, what, like 120 years for somebody to do three back-to-back golds in this. Did the sport need a guy like Usain Bolt? Like, if Usain Bolt had one silver here, would he go down in history? Would he be remembered i mean this is what's going to cement him in history and i think that's really what he cares about that's why he'll kind of showboat at the end and he won't push himself i mean he's looking for that next benchmark he's not looking for i need to be faster than last time and he'll definitely never compete again if he doesn't think that he's going to do gold again i I definitely think it did i mean athletics got a massive kick in the guts with the whole russian debacle and then you know everything else that's happened um you know there was already talk basically with the what the Ethiopian ten thousand meter lady who broke the world record that straight away. Well, no, that's that's drugs. Like, I mean, it's a sad state mm. of state of the sport that you know. I mean, athletics, I guess, has always had that tarnished legacy of drugs. It's kind of like cycling, cycling probably more so than athletics. But you know that you're always going to question it. And I definitely feel he needed to do this. Um, I mean, one of the commentators here, Steve Hooker, who um, you know he won a gold in Beijing in the pole vault. He sort of. Uh, next to Bruce calling the athletics and he said at the end of it he's like you know it's, it's such a celebration here right now it's like, but I almost feel like it's a relief because everybody wanted this so much for him to do it and mm-hmm. I, I mean I feel that there was such more on Bolt doing this than even Phelps because like I almost felt with the whole Phelps situation that like yeah they're talking it up yeah it's Phelps blah 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 but I mean Phelps is already the greatest of all time it's not like Phelps was going to mm-hmm. it wasn't like London where if he had to win a couple medals he became the greatest he was already the greatest he was just coming back to basically be like oh, I'm good I'm going to win more whereas Bolt you know as mm-hmm. you said this had never been done before this is the pinnacle of the Olympic this is the, the blue ribbon event of the entire Olympic Games this is the one that everybody cares about the most nobody has ever ever won it three times in a row 
And, I mean, it goes back to that conversation that we had um, on that article when they were questioning who's greater, Phelps or Bolt, um, in terms of Mm. what they do. And, yeah, I think we all really came to the conclusion it's Bolt because, you know, swimming and athletics, I think athletics is more open to the world than swimming. So, you know, for a man to basically win the the best event at the Olympics three times um, and be able to maintain the be the fastest man in the world for eight years that nobody's ever done before I mean it's it's an incredible mm. feat and you know the fact that he's more than likely going to do it in the two hundred as well leave with uh, you know uh, of hopefully a relay gold be a nine time gold medalist never won a silver or a bronze you know a hundred percent record Phelps can't even have that like Phelps can have his twenty three gold yeah. but Bolt's 100%. (laughs) Phelps also competes in two to three times the amount of events every single Olympics that Bolt does. And that's the other thing we talked about. And this isn't knocking Phelps' achievement. I think as a swimmer, there's no denying Phelps is the greatest of all time. But you can't compare swimming to anything else in the Olympics. And even with, you know, being a runner, I mean, you have that opportunity to compete in the 100, the 200, and the relay. And even other sports don't have that. I mean, a long jumper, you know, (laughs) they're going to have maybe long jump and maybe they can compete in the heptathlon or something like that, too. There's so many events where you have one shot. And the fact that Bolt can have this track record, if he can do this in the 200, if he can do this in the relay, that's what everything's looking at now, is can he do this in all three of those events? And I think him winning this one was the most important. If he does silver in the 200, and even if he doesn't medal in the relay by some incredible fluke, uh, people will still remember him as the guy who three-peated as the gold medalist in the 100 meter. Exactly, and like if it was the opposite, like if he had gotten silver today and then gold in the 200, it probably wouldn't have been as a bigger deal as the, you know, doing mm-hmm. it in the 100. I just quickly want to correct myself, just with the 100 meters, I've just uh, pulled up here the list of the history of the Olympics. I, I, I question whether Australia had even made the final. We're a medalist in the 100 meters. How, how could I not know this? Um, in 1956 <laughs> in our home Olympics in Melbourne, the great Hector Hogan... Um, took a bronze medal. So, they, uh, Ben, do you remember where you were in 1956 when Hector Hogan? <laughs> I was only <laughs> minus 31. Um, so, <laughs> my parents weren't even born yet. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I was not even thought of uh, on a romantic evening. But um, in the in the women's hundred meters, of course, the great Betty Cuthbert won back in Melbourne. We went one three in the hundred meters women in our home Olympics. Um, Shirley Strickland, the great Shirley Strickland, got a couple of bronzes for us. Renee Boyle, uh, Raylene Boyle, so not Renee, um, silver back in Munich. It's just Australian men that are, like, super lazy then. exactly, it's the (laughs) men. But apparently New Zealand have even won a bronze medal in the 100 metres back in 1924. The great Arthur Porritt um, won a bronze medal for New Zealand in the 100 metre sprint. So, there you go. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's a fascinating event. But um, it's sad that it's over now. What do we have to look forward to? <laughs> 200 meter, <laughs> 4 by 100 relay. Yes, true, true. Artistic gymnastics. Oh, rhythmic gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it on. But, uh, well, I mean, we've. T- rhythmic sailing, that's still on. <laughs> Synchronized sailing. <laughs> but I mean, we're, we're going to talk so much about Bolt today because I mean, it's probably a good day that Australia didn't win any medals and Canada got the medal in the event that we're talking about a lot because you know we want to talk about Bolt, the the greatest human being to ever breathe oxygen. Um, so agreed, agreed. Usain Bolt for president of the world. 
<laughs> just, you know, we're just going to have an election tomorrow. Um, but, uh, okay, there were other Australian that competed that didn't win medals, which was everyone, because no one won. They all pulled a Campbell on day nine. Um, particularly, oh, look, if, if we want to talk about pulling a Campbell, uh, I almost want to call this pulling a kookaburras, because this is ridiculous. This is... Again, I've talked so much up our Australian hockey team, the greatest team to ever be a team in sport. The Kookaburras dominate everything. They win everything whenever they play, except the Olympics. And we've only ever won the one gold medal. That was back in Athens. We won that in an extra-time thriller. Finally broke the duck. But um, we're out. We've lost in the quarterfinals to the Dutch. We lost 4-0. This is the worst we've finished in an Olympics since Rome in 1960. Um, and the great... You should be ashamed of yourself, oh, this is, this is embarrassing. Jamie Dwyer, the great Jamie Dwyer, one of the greatest hockey players of all time. He's retired. He's gone. Um, this is going to be a rebuilding phase for the Australian men's hockey team. We're going to suck. And not that we don't already in the Olympics, but, um, <laughs> you know, this this would be like... This, this would be like if the uh, Canadian ice hockey team... I know you went, like, 50 years without winning a gold until 2002, but, you mean, you've won basically all of them except for Torino since... Um, you know, this would be like if Canada still wasn't winning in ice hockey and you went out in the quarterfinals. You know, this this is a big deal to Australia, Colin. I mean, didn't you guys have like a national inquiry after um, Nagano into why you guys suck at ice hockey in the Olympics? Yeah, and we bribed somebody to let pro players in, and that's how Salt Lake City came around, I think. Yep, yep, exactly. Um, my dad, who's just uh, come home, uh, just thought this is a weird little side note. He slid a note under the door while I'm recording. And he's written, they don't do butterfly breaststroke, backstroke in athletics. Bolt is the greatest. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm just glad it didn't say keep the noise levels down (laughs) for a change. (laughs) No, that was a while ago. Um, Anyway, cycling. Just a word of note. I don't have a full list of all the Australian results. So if you're wondering how we went in like the wrestling, I don't know because the AOC haven't updated me on that yet. Um, Cycling, Matthew Glatzer, we said yesterday, was going for bronze. Well, he lost it. He got fourth. Um, (laughs) Third time, apparently, he's finished fourth in the Olympics. So that kind of sucks. In the uh, Omnium, uh, the men's Omnium, Glenn O'Shea, whose nickname is Mr. Consistency, uh, he's currently in sixth place. Clearly not that consistent. Um, the great, the greatest female to ever breathe oxygen on the planet, Anna Mears, um, after backing up with a bronze yesterday. Which, can I just point out, that is, I believe, her, I think, sixth Olympic medal or seventh Olympic medal in total, which in the term of Australian Olympians, that puts her, I think, about eighth or seventh or eighth in the, the all-time list of most medals won by an Australian at the Olympics. And that hasn't really been talked up much here because she's not a swimmer, so apparently no one gives a shit. But um, she's... So who is number one? Oh, Thorpey. Ian Thorpe. He, you know, he just breathes and oh, farts out gold medals. So, <laughs> <laughs> wakes up in the morning. Here you go, Thorpey. Have another medal. Oh, another one. Um, so, yes. But, yeah, she's um, she's competing in the sprint, the event that she's won twice before. She's the reigning champion. Now, she actually got eliminated, but because cycling have these repercharges, which you can get back into the events... We discovered this yesterday, how somehow New Zealand got fourth and we got fifth in the women's team pursuit or whatever that was. Um, she's back into the quarterfinals, so she won through after losing. Um, and then Stephanie Morton got eliminated in the repertoire charge, so um, clearly you're not as good as enemy is, Stephanie. Um, diving, I know that you talk about how Canada went in this column, because I know she didn't win a medal. I'm interested, but uh, we got... Fifth and sixth, Madison Keeney fifth, and Essa Kin uh, sixth in the three-metre springboard. 
The water polo, this is interesting for Australia. We knocked off the Greeks 12-7 in a big result for us. Um, and basically now for us to make the quarterfinals, we need either Brazil to beat Hungary by more than two goals or Japan to beat Serbia. If one of them happens, or even both, we go through to the quarterfinals. So come on, Brazil, and come on, Japan. Uh, we love you both. Golf, uh, as we predicted, Marcus Fraser pulled a Campbell and choked. He finished fifth. Um, usually in golf, that's called pulling a Greg Norman. But um, anyway, it's Marcus Fraser. He's pulling a Campbell. Synchronized swimming. Uh, Nikita Pablo and Rose Stackpole are currently 24th and last in the duet competition. But I have to mention the uh, AOC, our friends who blocked us from their Facebook page on their app, <laughs> love talking up the Australian athletes when they suck. So for Marcus Fraser, they're basically like, oh, how proud are we of Marcus? He led the competition. You know, he, he made a course record. He didn't win a medal, but we're proud. And then, like, with the synchronized swimming, I'm like, oh, you know, how are they going? And they've talked about, oh, Nikita and Rose did so well. They put their best effort in. Fantastic. They're coming last at the moment, but who cares? <laughs> like, you know, I think they're really trying to bounce back from the Campbell debacle at the moment in the um, the Australian media. Uh, equestrian, sad not to have Jared on the show today, even though he's boycotting the sport. Uh, Edwina tops Alexander. A clear show jumping round going into the finals of the show jumping. Better than the dressage. Shooting, our man Dane Sampson. Gee, he, he is the Michael Phelps of shooting. He's in, like, every event. Um, but sadly, he's not winning like Michael Phelps. Um, him and Will Good... Come on, Samson. What's wrong with Ridiculous. you? Ridiculous. Him and Will God Godwood uh, did not advance to the final of the 50-metre three-position rifle, which is a much more exciting event than the 50-metre two-position rifle. Um and in athletics, uh, I know we had other competitors, so forgive me for all athletics fans who want to know how our other athletes went. I've only got the women's marathon. Uh, Millie Clark was 18th, Jess Trengrove was 22nd, and Lisa Waitman, ugh, disappointing, only 31st. Only she made the top 30, Colin. I'm very sad for her. But uh, mm. how did Canada go today, you medal winners, you? Well, I think we mentioned Andre de Grasse, bronze medalist in the men's 100 meter. I think that's going to be the big news for the next six days. Can we just talk about Andre de Grasse every day instead? Okay. Um, I'd be happy with that. Okay, let's just call this the Andre de Grasse show here. We are on the podium now. That's, that's what's important. We are back on the podium for the first time in 20 years after Donovan Bailey. That is the biggest deal. Um, you mentioned the women's marathon. I I wish I could have watched the whole thing. Uh, I probably would watch a whole marathon just because I'm getting into running those myself too. But Lanny Marchand, they made a big deal about the fact that uh, she finished in 24th, which I guess was an impressive position for us. She finished in two hours and 33 minutes. Now, I've never run a full marathon yet. I was working up to my first half when I had a knee injury a few months ago. But as I said, I like to compare my times to this. And I was probably on pace for about two hours, maybe 2.05, 2.10 for a half marathon. And the best Canadian in 24th place ran in two hours and 33 minutes. So uh, aren't I embarrassing in my running here? <laughs> um, beach volleyball. This is a sad one again. I was only briefly on the show yesterday. But uh, we had one team eliminated, the one men's team, and we're now down to zero teams oh. in a matter of just one day. And part of that was our two female teams were playing each other yesterday, and the winning team, Bansley and Pavan, they actually uh, did advance, but they lost in the quarterfinals oh. to Germany. And it was it was pretty much a blowout. Um, I mean, 21-14 and 21-14. I saw a little bit of it, and it was very sad. Um, 
boxing. Uh, we had t- two boxers go down. Now, our, our best hope here, our great white hope, I guess, uh, Mandy Bujol, she's still to come. But the men's light welterweight, Arthur Bayer-Slanov. Oh, good on he, that. Uh, lost to, Arthur, and he lost to Germany's Artem Harutyunyan. Oh, not him. I'm sounding like Ben here, butchering <laughs> all these names. <laughs> um, Woman's middleweight also Ariane four ten. She lost two to one in a decision uh, against Deriga Shakamova of Kazakhstan. Um, cycling, our favorite Kate O'Brien who fell over in the team sprint. Uh, she didn't fall over this time, but she was twelfth in her qualification. Uh, so um, <laughs> I guess as long as she stays That's up, she, she performs much. Stay up. Yeah. Yep. In all fairness, I mean, I think they placed better when she fell down. So, I don't know. Um, uh, Diving, I'll get to that last because I have a couple of things to say about diving here. Equestrian, you mentioned it. And uh, I just love that the horses are mentioned as part of the results here. Like, the Human Olympics have horses. So, we have... Amy Miller aboard Heros ah, yes. and Eric Lamaz, <laughs> <laughs> who's riding Fine Lady number five. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if the previous four Fine Ladies died because this guy's been around since Sydney. <laughs> you weren't he that fine, number three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fine Lady number two helped him medal in Sydney, I think it was. He's <laughs> up to five now. Um, anyway, so they got through qualification. Um, team jumping, Canada's tied with three other countries for third place, yeah. so that's impressive. Right. And I'm not even going to cover golf because uh, I couldn't care it's less. Over at this point. I don't know days. why. You just this... have to worry about the women's golf now. Like, and no one will watch that if they didn't watch the men's, so it's fine. I just find it disgusting that on American television, this is. I'm going to do my NBC rant right now. NBC. I swear, they air golf every Saturday as it is, or whatever American network. One of the American networks is airing about six hours of golf every Saturday. And here you have the Olympics. You have a 1,000 events going on, and they choose to just air golf for, I swear, six hours straight today. It was just disgusting. <laughs> Can I just quickly interrupt, actually, um, really quickly? On that, though, there might be a reason with that, because I was actually reading a little bit about the... Um the whole TV sort of situation, the broadcasting and everything. And it was fascinating, given that golf and rugby are obviously brand new sports, um, and, you know, the Olympic Broadcasting Services are used to, you know, airing all the other sports. They apparently handed all the duties over to, um, for the Rugby Sevens, to the whoever the New Zealand broadcasters are, because obviously New Zealand love their rugby. And, yeah, for the golf, I think it might be they just handed it to NBC. They're like, we won't brought... You are in control oh. of doing it. So that's probably why... That you know, America and their golf. Like you, when you think about America and the great things they love, I think of shooting and golf. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> America knows two things. You heard it here first: <laughs> shooting and golf. Yes, Phelps who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, two more events I'll actually mention today. I'll skip the sailing as usual. Uh, oh, yeah, I didn't even <laughs> synchronized swimming. My favorite. <laughs> I loved watching Jacqueline Simino and Corinne Thomas, who oh, yes. came in seventh place uh, in the preliminary round. I just, I, I've seen some synchronized swimming before, and maybe it's just I always tune in halfway through and I find it kind of funny to watch. But the fact, I did, have they always done a dance at poolside before they jump in the water? Um, well, in my vast years of watching synchronized swimming, um, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen them. What is it like a like a break dance or like a full on Michael Jackson routine? Well, it, was, or? <laughs> it was kind of like a very stiff 
a, a mime crossed with a ballerina is what I would compare it to. <laughs> and they're standing at poolside doing this, and then they get in the water. And I don't know if it was part of the routine or something, but yeah. Um, not a big fan of synchronized swimming, but I think it's worth it for... Uh, we, we have to do at least one live commentary, and if it's going to be anything, it's got to be synchronized swimming, I think. Of course. Yeah. Um, the two big events uh, today, the artistic gymnastics, uh, Shaolin Olsen came in eighth place uh, in the women's vault, which was actually quite an entertaining event, and uh, of course Simone Biles won that one. Uh, and uh, the diving, this is one I'll save for last, and I'll, I'll say more on this later on, but we have our two divers, Pamela Ware and Jennifer Abel, who just missed out on meddling in the synchronized, uh, synchronized dive in the three-meter Again, just missed out. Pamela Ware was seventh place. Jennifer Abel was fourth. Uh, I'm actually, I'm disappointed that Abel didn't win. But at the same time, when you hear the stories of the people who did win, I think that uh, it's it's something I can live with. But even so, I think diving, as I said, it's probably become my favorite summer sport right now, just behind uh, the 100 meter, 200 meter, just the athletics. So uh, I was very happy with the diving today, despite the fact that Jennifer Bell lost. Well, that's before um, that we had Penny Alexiak come along. Now, now it's all swimming, swimming, swimming. Like it's that's right. Yeah, great white hope. And pretty soon it's going to be synchronized swimming for Canada. Yes, you know when Penny Alexiak and Emily Overholt actually get an act together and start doing break dancing poolside, <laughs> then we'll have some medalists on our hands. You know, I can't take any sport seriously now unless they do a mime cross with ballerina dance prior to it. Like, until the same Bolt <laughs> does that before 100 metres, he's not in, He's not good in my eyes. Sorry, saying I take back what I said about you being the greatest living human being ever. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> take a leap from synchronised swimming. Uh, you mentioned, actually, the beach volleyball, because uh, I was interested. I know we had a team in the quarters, but there, are, I think at the time of recording this, uh, our Aussie team are due to play. They're probably playing right now, as far as I know. Um, Borden and Clancy, they're up against the Americans. So um, we win that, and we can go into the semis where we'll no doubt lose to Brazil. So um, <laughs> we, we won a gold in Sydney in the beach volleyball on Bondi, the famous victory for Pothas and Cook. So, yeah, anyway. Um, now, the other events before we get to sort of looking at the actual winners. Uh, obviously, Bolt, I've written here. Bolt, Bolt, Bolt. Um, he, did you, did, I don't know if they showed it on your foot. I mean, you said they were, like, airing the victory lap for, like, you know, 100 years in a row. But, like, they showed him, like, obviously they just had the medal ceremony for the heptathlon, and they quickly cut to Bolt, like, obviously going up to the uh, the medal winners, including your Canadian, uh, I, forgot, I forgot her name, but it looked yeah. like she got a quick selfie with Bolt with a bronze medal around her neck. I don't know yeah, if Yeah, we that. saw that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, again, it's... I think it would have been nicer to show her going up and congratulating Andre de Grasse before she's up. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the same Bolt, Sophie! <laughs> I just love the fact that maybe Bolt just loves Canadians. Like, he's like, oh, man, another Canadian. Like, just go up to her. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we heard the controversy yesterday with uh, uh, Brianne Tyson Eaton's husband, Ashton Eaton, <laughs> cheering for her with the Canada hat on. Yep. And now all of a sudden she's out there like, Jamaica, Jamaica! <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just... That entire family, they just hate their own nations. I think that's what we've come to the bottom <laughs> Stuff of. Stuff our bronze medalists. We're the same bottom. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was really, quickly too, I love the fact that you've got the, the mascot. We've barely talked about the Rio mascot. What is it? Vinicius? Vin- Vincius? I don't even know how to say it. It's a weird looking, what is it, a bear or a rabbit? I, what is it? Like, what is the mascot? I have no idea. I'm trying to read about it here right now. Um, 
uh, I, I, see, I like the name of the Paralympics mascot. It's just called Tom. I can I can announce I can pronounce that. Tom one. just looks like a pineapple or something like that. All right, Vinicius design represents Brazilian wildlife, combining the agility of cats, sway of monkeys, and the grace of birds. So this is some weird up hybrid that they've created in the pool of the diving. They've just shoved a cat, they've shoved a monkey and a bird in the green water, and you've got Vinicius. Um, and even he couldn't help himself but get a bunch of selfies with well, Bolt today. I loved it. Like at the end of the race, they've conveniently placed the mascot who's smiling and like waving, like going hello with a giant figurine of himself. Like, come and grab yeah. me. Bolt's promptly ignored him at first before coming back up to him. And then you see this person in the suit. Like, it's I don't know who that is. Like, it's Jimmy or John or, I don't know, some random Brazilian kid they've shoved in a suit who's, like, pooing his pants because he's got a same Bolt touching him. And in the background, you can see, like, this Vinicius, like, almost fainting in excitement that Bolt's come and touched the suit. Oh, uh, it was hilarious. And I think it's the guy who had the run-in with Ryan Lochte <laughs> uh, earlier. That's who I'm thinking of the, the cops. <laughs> See, I'm just... That's how Ryan Lochte gave it up so quickly. I don't know if we're going to touch on that. Oh, we story, will. Trust yeah. me. Ryan Lochte... <laughs> we're not letting Lochte Ryan Lochte's like, it's... He's like, it's some type of symbol of Brazilian <laughs> agriculture and birds and cats. <laughs> I was robbed by a weird yellow thing um but i see i'm disappointed that like this isn't a trend in all of the olympic i think um bolt was with the weird london mascots whatever they were but my favorite uh, olympic athlete uh, mascots izzy from atlanta that weird thing yes um i i don't know if i ever saw the donovan bailey pose with izzy <laughs> can we recreate that can we contact i mean you're friends with donovan now can we like contact cbc yeah. somehow go to the atlanta organizing committee of the olympic games and then to dust off the izzy mascot <laughs> which they're probably burnt and never want to talk about again and get a we just need to Photoshop it or something. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, seriously, Google Izzy from the Atlanta Olympics. Um, I don't even know if they know to this day what it was. Um, uh, good news. That- what it reminds me of. What does it um, remind you of? I, I, I keep bringing up The Simpsons here, but uh, <laughs> you know that. I'm not saying it's from The Simpsons, but there's that that parody of in The Simpsons where they replaced Itchy and Scratchy. And uh, it was like a, a, a an educational thing. I'm not garbage. Yep. I'm an amendment to be. Yep, yep. It's like one of those cheesy, like '70s uh, educational cartoon things. That's what Izzy was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just reading here. Um, it was an animated character with the ability to morph into different forms, um, which was a departure from Olympic tradition that did not represent a nationally significant animal or human figure. Um, so like- the last time, this is why America hasn't hosted the Olympics, the Summer Olympics, in like 20 years. Um, because <laughs> the last time they created a mascot, it was just basically they were born, like, oh, let's create like a weird thing that does shit. Um, <laughs> if Los Angeles wins the Olympics in 2024, I mean, what do they put up as a mascot? Like a racially divided cop? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping it current here and off the <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm scared for what the uh, Los Angeles mascot could be in 2024. Anyway, um, good news for day nine. Despite the fact Australia didn't win any medals, Canada won a bronze. New Zealand didn't win any medals either, so um, we could be happy. Right. That's good news. <laughs> Colin's still on the train <laughs> of hating New Zealand. We've taught him well. Um, 
what else happened today? Uh, tennis, the medals. Um, obviously, Rafa uh, was out in the semis, didn't make it his way. We talked about that yesterday. But um, uh, my man Murray, he took it. Sorry, he uh, won the gold. Um, he beat Del Potro. Um, and, yeah, Nadal didn't even win the bronze. Nishikori won it. So he has to be content with his... Um, his solitary gold in the doubles. Uh, good news, though, in the tennis. Yeah. Our man Jack Sock, who uh, sadly knocked off the Canadians for bronze in the uh, doubles, he got a mixed doubles gold uh, with Bethany Matek Sands. Oh, good job, Socko. Socko, yes. Venus Williams was in that final. She lost that one, so no good news for the Williams. And um, my girl Martina Hingis uh, and her Swiss partner lost to Ekaterina Makarova and Alina Vesnina from Russia. Now, I knew I'd heard Vesnina's names before. She won the uh, tournament here in Hobart about two or three years ago. I got to interview her. So you're welcome, Vesnina. You won gold because I interviewed you. You're, you're completely welcome. Um, so, but the the results, though, there were a lot of gold today. But um, So obviously Bolton 100. Uh, now, this is uh, another big one, which we haven't even mentioned. The 400 metres, Wade Van Neerkirk from South Africa um, took that gold uh, world record, broke Michael Johnson's, what, 17-year world record, um, and I believe the first ever runner in the 400 metres to win from lane eight. Um, and, yeah, Al, like Bruce and Tams and Lewis were going off. Tams and Lewis was, like, crying almost in that commentary box seeing him break the world record. Uh, so good on you, Wade. Uh, in the women's marathon, Jemima Sumgong of Kenya took that one out. In the women's triple jump, Katerin Ibaguen from Colombia uh, won the triple jump. I can't get into the triple jump, Colin. Like, I mean, long jump's fine, but like, who at one point turned around and said, "Let's make the long jump more interesting by adding a hop, skip, and jump to it as well as you know"? <laughs> <laughs> who does that? I. Uh... <laughs> When I was in school, I uh, I was like an average runner. I was the world's worst high jumper. The one thing I had on, going for on, me was on. that you I didn't was go up against decent. me, Colin. I think I was the world's worst high jumper. <laughs> Ben's like, let me try to step over this thing. Um, <laughs> I was decent in the long jump, and I got to be honest. I was too embarrassed to ever hop, skip, and jump into the triple jump, so I would find any excuse to not do that one. Why stop at triple? Why not like the quadruple jump? Or like, like make it. <laughs> Why don't we add a somersault and a cartwheel in there? Hop, skip, jump, somersault, add cartwheel. a ballerina slash mime dance beforehand. Like, I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> like you know, this is this is the thing that I think the Olympic movement needs. Like, stop introducing sport climbing and you know surfing. Like. You know, invent different ones in the same sport. Like the athletics, you've got the 100 metres. Why not the 50 metres? Like, you know, see if Bolt can do well in that. The swimming, you've got the 50, the 100. Well, why not the 150 metres? The 200, the 250. The three, See if Michael Phelps can win, like, 20 gold medals. Like, you know, like you could have a... Sw- and where's rock, paper, and scissors in this Olympics? Exactly. Come on! Exactly. Where's, you know, where's watching paint dry? Like, you know, this is this is why the Hobart 2020 Olympics were going to be great, because we had these. This is where Flynn Flon is going to take the world by storm with all these events. <laughs> we still have a chance. Flynn Flon 28-28. Exactly. Come on now. Like, you know, triple jump, please. Where's the... the? I mean, if this is rowing, you'd have the triple jump, the three times jump, the jump with three parts. Like, you would have three different events with the same thing. Um, anyway, boxing. I'm going to put this out there right now, um, and Ben doesn't have to agree with this. But if we can get up to, let's say, 25 likes on Facebook by the end of this week, 
We will put up a video of all three hosts doing a hop, skip, <laughs> jump, somersault, cartwheel. <laughs> I'll agree to that because we know it's not going to happen. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to that. Um, and you can see why that I sadly have never been an Olympian. So <laughs> done. 25 likes. Get us there. We will do it. Uh, boxing the men's light flyweight. Uh, Hassan Boy Dusmatov was Uzbekistan. Took the gold there. Cycling men's sprint. Jason Kenny from Britain. Uh, he got the gold. Diving, as we mentioned, the three-meter springboard. Well, um, China won that one, surprisingly. Xi Ting Mayo took that one. Hazy was a silver in Italy. You got beaten by an Italian diver. Well, that's fair enough. We, we talked about Italian diving last week. Um, fencing, the team's epe, uh, the big event of the fencing. This is what it all leads up to. Everyone talks about this in the world of fencing. France, uh, show why they're good at poking people with silver sticks. Um, they won the gold. Good on you, France, not. Um, Britain took the gold in... They had a good day, the Brits. Uh, Justin Rose in the golf. Um, good for him. Um, Bubba Watson. I love that guy just because his name is Bubba Watson. He didn't win a medal. So, um, anyway, uh, gymnastics. I didn't know the Brits were good at gymnastics. Max Whitlock took two gold in the men's floor and the men's pommel horse. Uh, as you mentioned, Simone Biles. And we haven't really talked about Simone. Now, she's being talked up as just this... You know, I mean, this is, what, a third gold of the games now, isn't it? She's probably going to win another 370,000. She's just dominating this. Um, But, you know, she won the women's vault. I mean, how much is she talked up over there in in Canada, at least? I mean, you get the NBC coverage, so I imagine she's been talked up a lot on that. But uh, is she a big deal in Canada as well, gymnastics, or just the gymnast in Simone? Um, I I kind of feel like with American coverage, no matter what sport you're in, they always have, this is the Michael Phelps of the sport, like, no matter what Olympics it is, whoever is the big person that time is always like, this is possibly the greatest person in the sport. But when you do get somebody where the Canadian commenters will commentate on it, you know they are a big deal. They don't go out of their way to mention, oh, Simone Biles, Simone Biles. But I will say during the vault, the Canadian commentators were especially critical of everybody. And when Biles came up, they basically said, gold medal right there. Like, (laughs) it wasn't even a question. So, yeah. I guess she pretty much is the biggest deal. They just don't go out of their way to say she it. She could be future wife material. I've just double-checked her age. Um, so she's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's 19, so that's all right. She was actually born uh, four days before me. Well, 10 years and four days before me. Um, but, um, March the 14th. Uh, but, yeah, no, good on you, Simone. She's, yeah, the most decorated American female gymnast in world championship history. And just what I'm reading about her there. So, um Good on you, Simone. Good on you. Uh, the women's uneven bars was won by Alia Mustafina from Russia. Uh, sailing. Oh, God, weren't we hanging out for these? The first medals were handed out in sailing. The men's RSX. Oh, one of the, the blue ribbon events of sailing. Uh, Dorian van Rijselberg of the Netherlands took gold. And in the women's RSX, uh, France, Charlene Picon. Ho oh, ho, I want to go in sailing. Um, she took that one out. <laughs> Shooting, men's 50 metre rifle, three positions, as we mentioned before, that went to Nicole Campariani of Italy. Uh, tennis, as we said, uh, Murray, gold for Britain, uh, Russia, Makarova, and Vesnina, and the doubles, and mixed doubles, uh, Matik Sands, and Sock for America. 
weightlifting, the 75 kilo plus category for the women, won by Meng Su Ping of China. And in the Greco-Roman, the wrestling started. Oh, we love the wrestling. Um, the 59 kilogram Greco-Roman category, never in doubt. The great Ismael Barrero of Cuba. I predicted it at pre-games, and he, he oh, yeah. came through, won that one. And uh, in the Greco-Roman, 75 kilogram. They're slightly chubbier than the 59 kilo folks. Um, Roman Vlazov of Russia. Beat Den- Denmark's Mark Madsden. Um, isn't he an actor? Um, and you know what? <laughs> I did hear that he was the Simone Biles of Greco-Roman, too. That's what the commentators <laughs> yes, are saying over here. Yes. I had no idea. Like, I'm learning a lot about Denmark in these Olympics, Colin. They can swim and they can wrestle. Um, I thought they could just I thought they could just sail. I thought that's all the, the Danes could do. So um, they've added <laughs> extra programs to their Olympics. Anyway, um... So the medal tally after day nine, uh, no change. Actually, there is change at the top because Britain have leaped to second. They're ahead of the Chinese. What's going on? Uh, Britain don't even know what they're doing with themselves. America clearly on top. We don't even do a question that. But yeah, Britain, 15 gold, 16 silver, 7 bronze, 38 in total. China have dropped a third. This is an inquiry if China get beaten by Britain. Um, 15 gold, 13 silver, 17 bronze. They got more. In it's all Tom Daly's fault. Yes, Come on, exactly. Uh, no, it's Dong Dong's fault for winning silver yesterday. If he had won gold, um, China would have been second right now. Come on, Dong Dong. Thanks a lot, Dong Dong. Exactly. Uh, Russia in fourth, Germany in fifth, Australia have dropped down to ninth. We're behind the French again. Come on, Australia. Uh, the French. <laughs> we're only behind. We've won the same amount of gold. Actually, no, we haven't. No, we've won less gold. Shit. God, no, this isn't good. Um, Canada, 15th. Two gold, two silver, nine bronze, and New Zealand still in 14th place. If I'm to sort this medal tally by uh, bronze medals, Colin, uh, Canada's in sixth, so you're equal with Australia. So, um, All right. Come on, Canada. Look at that. We're almost... We're almost in the top five of third placers. Yeah. This is amazing. You totally are doing your country proud. Um, all right, before we get to what we watch, other news section. I mean, obviously the big, big, big news of the day, <laughs> which we shouldn't laugh, but it's not hard to laugh at this. Uh, Ryan Lochte was held up at gunpoint. Now, <laughs> um, <laughs> this is wrong when we're laughing about it. If this was like Phelps or Bolt, we'd be like, oh, my God, we're so concerned. The fact it's Ryan Lochte, <laughs> no one gives a shit. Um, now... <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned to this off-air, Fox Sports News in Australia claimed that they had the world exclusive because somehow they managed to score an interview with Ryan Lochte's mother who told them that he was held up by gunpoint. Now, all these people were quick to come out and confirm it, but then I think Ryan Lochte's coach and somebody else like, oh, no, no, this didn't happen. Um, but then Lochte did an interview uh, and uh, as said, he said, we got pulled over in the taxi and these guys came out with a badge, a police badge, no lights, no... no- Should I be reading this like Ryan Lochte? No lights, no nothing. <laughs> yeah. Just a police badge. And they pulled us over, Lochte said. <laughs> they pulled out their guns. They told the other swimmers to get down on the ground. They got down on the ground. I refused. I was like, we didn't... Do- I told them, if I'm a man during the day, I'm a man at night. <laughs> I'm currently not dating, I said to the police. Um, I'm sorry, I can't get ready this because I can't take him seriously, but, like, you know, this is funny because the guy got held up and got... I mean, he's fine. Like, he didn't die or anything. Like, we're not mourning the death of Ryan Lochte. But, um, 
I have to say, clearly, clearly, the people who held him up at gunpoint had just watched his reality show and were like, give me my life back! Give me my life back, Ryan Lochte! <laughs> what would Ryan Lochte do? <laughs> just YouTube it, everybody. There's another thing. If we can hit 30 likes, we will do a live commentary of episode one of what would Ryan Lochte do? <laughs> It's just like, it's so ridiculous. Maybe, maybe this is a whole ploy like we were talking about the other day when you get a second season. Like, they've just hired a bunch of Brazilian yeah. cops. They're <laughs> secretly been filming this. So, like, on season two of What Would Ryan Lochte Do? We see what he does when faced with a gun in his face in Brazil. <laughs> and he's just sitting in the back of the taxi going, Wow, you know, you've got guns. <laughs> It's funny because, I mean, we said, obviously, Justin Gatlin's the type of guy that, like, Usain Bolt's the guy that there isn't anybody who doesn't love him. Justin Gatlin's the guy that there really isn't anybody that loves him. <laughs> Ryan Lochte's the guy that you can make any joke in the world about him. People will just be like, yeah, it's probably true. I mean, he's just, he's that guy. He's almost, he, it's almost amusing how, ah, what would even be the word to describe him? Um, <laughs> a douche. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the closest. Uh, he's, it's just it, he literally is an amazing human being. That's all I have to say. The photo they've got in this article is like the shot of um, what the, obviously when he won the relay. So you've got Phelps and the other two American swimmers, and they're all kissing their medals. It honestly looks like it's like because Lochte's got silver hair right now. Like whether or not he's just got grey hair or he's just decided the ladies like the silver foxes. Um, <laughs> but, but like. He's just there, and like this photo, honestly, looks like it's like a dad with his three sons, like taking him out to win gold medals. And he's only, you said, like a year <laughs> older than Phelps. So, like, why does Phelps look like he's ready to go off to college for the day? And Lochte looks like he's about to check into a nursing home. Look, again, uh, all it takes is an Olympic mascot to tell you, dye your hair silver. People will like it, and Lochte will do it. <laughs> He just doesn't know it. It's sad. He doesn't know any better. Stop messing with him, people. Well, of course, um, CBC uh, incorrectly reported that Michael Phelps got held up at gunpoint. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Michael Phelps has been... Oh, sorry. I got the wrong taxi. It was Ryan Lochte. Um, so, <laughs> coverage in Canada of the breaking news. <laughs> oh, right. We hope you're okay. I, I just love... I just have to say here... Ryan Lochte's official website. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I mean, first of all, online orders, please, please allow four to six weeks for delivery. I could buy something off of Amazon and have it here tomorrow. What could you buy off weeks. the Ryan Lochte website? <laughs> Just, the, the Ryan Lochte website says, 12-time Olympic medalist, four world records. Ryan Lochte is considered by many to be the best swimmer in the world. Is he? Really? Like who? <laughs> In a world that Michael Phelps doesn't exist? Exactly. <laughs> I'm here right now. You can. Bu- what can you buy? You can buy Ryan Lochte Hardcore. Is that a book or is that porn? <laughs> oh, it's a workout DVD. <laughs> the Ryan Lochte Workout DVD. Another live commentary for Off the oh Podium. Oh, God. I'm like, I've got, yeah, this is, I'm wondering what, you can, you can only buy, there's only one item you can buy from the store, and that's the Ryan Lochte Workout DVD, which takes four to six weeks for delivery. <laughs> I'm going to be so much fatter by the time it gets here. No, it's because Lochte's, like, chartering a cab to get there. He actually delivers <laughs> the it to you. Yes, he delivers it to you. Yeah, that's right. 
He said on himself, I will personally deliver it to you. <laughs> I can click on contact. Oh, can we send Ryan Lochte a message? Um, oh, it's just a form. Uh, please allow four to six weeks for delivery to Ryan Lochte. <laughs> That's what it says on his Twitter, too. Please allow four to six weeks for a retweet. <laughs> He's been held up at gunpoint. Please allow four to six weeks for a reaction. Um, oh, he donates. I just love that Ryan Lochte himself retweeted Pop Sugar's 30 shirtless photos of Ryan Lochte that will make you scream, Ja! <laughs> he retweets this. Oh my god, Ryan Lochte, you're an idiot. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I thought this was going to be the Bolt episode. I've got Can to be- we just read live Ryan Lochte tweet for the next half hour? I've ditched the razor for at gentle hair remove. Three treatments, and now I'm always silky smooth. <laughs> I found his Instagram page, and there's a picture of him and Matt Lauer, and he looks older than Matt Lauer. Photo <laughs> <laughs> of him with Matthew McConaughey. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, there is a picture of him, I guess, when he was getting his hair bleached silver, ah, yeah. whoever told him to do yeah, that. I can see that now. But, like, seriously, like, when you get your hair dyed, like, for the most part, you know, it looks... But, like, there's, on his Instagram page, he's got a picture of him getting his hair coloured, and right below it, there's a picture of him, like, with his London gold medal around his neck looking all, like, stern and... Like, I mean, all jokes aside, he's an attractive guy. Like, good on you, Ryan. Like, you've let it go to your head a little bit. That's why. But, like, <laughs> him getting silver hair, like, adds 30 years to his appearance. Like... And honestly, he's like he's starring, he probably is starring in the Ryan Lochte biopic, and he's probably just starring as his dad as well as himself, so <laughs> he's doing is it. Is he trying to go for that Anderson Cooper look? Like, what was his thinking? Yes, he, like, he looks so much older. It's not even a remotely close thing to being older, but, oh, God, if there's any more, if, like, seriously, you're a lady or a man and you're into Ryan Lochte and you want to see a shirtless picture of him, like, every day, follow him on Instagram, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And he will retweet other people's shirtless pictures of him, so you'll get double the shirtless Ryan Lock. And it will take four to six weeks for your follow request to be approved on his Instagram page. Yeah, that's so right. <laughs> get cracking now, and you might get in there before Tokyo. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're nearly an hour into this episode, and we have barely done anything except about Bolt and Ryan Lochte. Uh, what did you watch today? <laughs> Ryan Lochte in the same Bolt. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else did you watch? Colin? Um... Today, I mean, the, the diving, I watched that in its entirety, obviously. Uh, the Vault, I did watch that, and uh, th- there was there was a moment in that that I just, I love sometimes when there's a tradition in a sport that really makes no sense, because when you get in the gymnastics and they're doing something like an artistic routine, they have to be smiling the whole time. When they're doing something like the Vault, or the bars, or or the rings, or something like that. They have the most intense look on their face the entire time, except for right before they do the routine, it's mandatory that they wave their hand in the air and put on the biggest, fakest smile you've ever seen for about 0.5 seconds. And I just loved how all these people have game face on, and it's like, ta-da! And then, all right, back to game face. Like It's just a ridiculous thing to watch. Um, but I did enjoy the event still, and uh, obviously the, uh, the the track and field all evening, uh, which was basically the semifinals, and then the finals, and then 30 minutes of walking around the stadium, kissing babies, and 
high-fiving mascots. Well, it's funny, actually. I believe that Usain Bolt's victory lap when he just walked around the stadium was still faster than Josh Clark's personal best in the 100 metres. So um, that's... <laughs> That's how good Australia does in the 100-meter sprint. So, um, yeah, I watched the athletics. I caught the golf again just because I'm so thrilled for the golf. Um, actually, there were people... Oh, you got NBC over there too. Nice. Uh, I, think we, I think we get the BBC because they're very British. Um, but ah. the, the, it was funny, actually. There were people showed up to the golf today because they showed, like, the volunteers in the background obviously ushering people along to, like, each different hole. That I mean, surely you must buy the exclusive golf pass at the Olympics, get access to nine of the 18 holes, and I don't know. But um, the athlete, I, I mean, one thing I have to say about the athletics, we talked about the swimming introductions, you know, almost the wrestling style. I mean, this is what Bolt's done for athletics. It's just the, the cockiness of the introductions, and they kind of have that camera in the face, you know, and they do their little pose or their little stance or whatever. Like, again, Michelle Jenicky, I talked to her up beforehand. Don't know if you had a chance to look at her pre-race little jiggle that she did that she got all famous on the internet for. If you didn't, you're looking it up right now. Because she'll do that when the 100-meter uh, hurdles come on. And she doesn't need to win a medal. That's enough to uh, win everybody's heart. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's something about the athletics uh, introductions. I think they need to do this more so in, like, uh, the equestrian now that it sort of seeps into other sport. Like, here's Berto on Pretty Lady number 12. <laughs> <laughs> like does like the degeneration <laughs> X suck it on his horse. Or like the, the Michael the Michael Phelps like, you know, little pushing up his hands or the bolt silence like shh I'm gonna do so well in equestrian. <laughs> Sad thing is Eric Lamaz did try that in Equestrian and that's what happened to Fine Lady number one through four. Oh, she just couldn't handle the swagger of his dance. Or just, you know, pulled the whole dance routine of the miming and ballerinas or um see Ryan Lock- can, can you answer what is <laughs> What is Michelle Jenicky doing here? This thing is going on longer than the event. They're not cutting away from her. She's, because are you looking at other her? people? Do you want She's to cut dancing. away from her? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just funny. I'm just wondering because I'm watching this on mute. Are they introducing the other runners and she's still like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't even know. Like No one in Australia knew who she was until this happened. Like She won a silver medal at the uh, Youth Olympics in Singapore in 2010. And I think this came out like a year later. Because, um, of course, all countries celebrate their Youth Olympic medalists. Um, but I'm still waiting for the Senior Olympics. Ryan Lochte's going for that. But um, she, I mean, this is going to be her first Olympics, Michelle, because um, we obviously don't have Sally Pierce and she's pulled out. And I don't, she's legitimately not a chance for a medal. I think she's aiming to make the semis. But I follow her on Instagram, and that's an Instagram account worth following. So um, uh, she did like a, a shoot for um, a Sports Illustrated or something like that, which is quite nice. So um, hello, Michelle Jenicky. Um but yes, the I, I lost where I was talking. Yeah, I watched stuff. Good for you, um, <laughs> athlete of the day. I've got. I'm not even questioning this one, but I think I've got an idea that you're going to pick one of two. I'm guessing. Well, it has to be Usain Bolt. Of uh, there's no way you could pick anybody other than Usain Bolt. Um, I did want to give a shout out though to. Uh, uh, just a great story we have. Your two great stories, both involving the diving. I mentioned uh, that having Jennifer Abel lose in the diving uh, was a heartbreaker. But the bronze medalist um, uh, from Italy, this was her, I think they said her fifth Olympics, and it was her final one. And it's the first time she's medaled in five Olympics, and she came in the bronze, which is fantastic. But the, the big one was the silver medalist in uh, three-meter springboard, Uh Win Kai, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Q I N K A I. Basically, she was awarded the silver medal, stepped down from the podium, 
and her fiance was right there with a ring proposing to her in front of the crowd stepping right off the podium um he's also an athlete uh i don't know what he's competing in i wasn't able to find it but uh he's also there competing so just a cool story uh made it a little bit easier to accept that uh jennifer abel lost but if we're looking athlete of the day we could be naming this athlete of the century and usain bolt hands down absolutely i've, I've written here athlete of that usain bolt didn't even think twice but uh I'll give a special prop out, though, to our South African 400-meter runner and Wade Van Nekirk, just because a world record uh, winning from lane eight, you know, I mean, that's pretty decent if you don't mind. But if only he hadn't have done that on the day that Bolt became, like, the greatest living thing in the world. So, um, sorry, Wade. Uh, <laughs> sorry for you. Um, Wade. Wade. What, are you French or something? <laughs> Did you visit France before you went to Brazil? Um <laughs> Wife of the, wife of the day. Um, I don't know what this segment is. Um, we talked up yesterday. We said our fair message went to a synchronized swimmer called Amy Thompson um, from Australia, and she she'll get a nod today. But you know, I, I'm also going to give a special nod to Simone. But actually, stuff it. The same bolt. Um, he's. <laughs> Who are we kidding here, Colin? Like, it doesn't matter. I had somebody to put up for you, but you know what? If you love Usain that much, I'm not going to stand in your I way. I you're, like, silver medalist in the wife of the day category. But, like, come on now. It doesn't matter what sexuality you are, which way you swing. You are or everybody in this planet wants to marry Usain Bolt. So, um, <laughs> but who have you got for me well, I mean, tomorrow? <laughs> going through the vault today it is amazing how many of the 18 year olds 18 year olds are clearly like 10 or 11 um hilarious that one of the chinese ones i did send you a picture my wife honestly thought she was six years old she's 16 (laughs) this is also the event with the 41 year old in it or however old she was um and she did quite well today so i thought that would have been a potential wife of the day but as i was watching this i found one that looked like she was of legal age but not of legal age to be your mother (laughs) so i'll just send you a few uh images here that i found i'm kind of concerned Um, that you just legitimately look i found one who's of legal oh hang on i'm distracted who's she Uh. (laughs) (laughs) this was the only one i found that looked like she was legal enough that we weren't gonna get in trouble for setting ben up with her here yes so her name is uh Julia Steingruber, uh, she's a Swiss gymnast. Uh, also, Julia Steingruber. Yeah, I pronounced that. Uh. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> she did great and die hard. But that would be my nominee for wife of the day for Ben. <laughs> okay, let's be honest here, Colin. This is your excuse to have your wife of the day, but can't admit it because I'm actually married and Jamie's looking at me. So. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, um, absolutely. Hello, Julia. She's a bronze medalist too. So, um, you know, that's a good conversation at the dinner table. Uh, hi, mum, dad. This is an Olympic, what sport? Real gym now. Oh, that's good. Have a seat. That's right. (laughs) Help yourself to some potatoes. Um, (laughs) Absolutely. Wow. Okay, then. We're going to be, um, looking at her for a little bit this afternoon. Sorry, Usain. Sorry, Usain. No, stuff you. Go back to your golds. I want my bronze from Swiss. Uh, (laughs) See? And how appropriate would that be if, like, we're at Subway and they say to me, what cheese do you want on your six inch? And I'm like, well, I get a lot of cheese uh, Swiss on my six inch already, so let's put the Swiss on. No, that was wrong, Ben. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> I took that to a place it went too far. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I can't even speak. I can't believe I said that. Do we still have edit points or is this live yet? <laughs> well, if you're listening to this right now and you heard it, um, Channel 7. Maybe this should be CBC, shit, shit, shit. I don't know. Um, off the podium, shit, shit, shit. Um, was there any CBC moments today? Did they start going, Donovan Bailey winning the goal in the 100 mil? Oh, wait, hang on, it's a Sane Bolt. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, the closest was um, yesterday. I don't remember what it was. They, they gave the wrong name three times. trying like They gave the wrong swimmer trying to say who won a medal. I don't even remember what the event was in, but... They mentioned the, the the third place, and then, like, I mean, the second, and then they mentioned, oh, then the first, so they finally got it. So I just think at this point they need to fire the Canadian. This is what's great, that Canada is finally doing good in the pool again, because the way the CBC works, I don't know if it's the same on seven or seven mate, but um, we have one real commentator, and they're always paired up with a former athlete who's kind of the expert. Yes. Is that the way that you have it there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Ours, the guy who has been screwing up left, right, and center, um, he, I'll, I'll actually read off his info here. This is how he's an expert. So he was uh, a former swimmer who represented Canada in the 1972 Summer Olympics in Munich, Germany. He placed sixth in the final of the men's 100-meter butterfly and also competed in the preliminary heats of the 200-meter butterfly but did not advance. Wow. So our expert, his experience goes back, uh, what would that be, 44 years in which he placed sixth in one and competed in the preliminaries. So we need to put Byron McDonald out of his misery Let's get Penny Alexiak in there. Uh, let's get Ryan Cochran. He's retiring now. Get somebody in there. We need somebody who at least has competed within the last 40 years. Donovan let's Bailey. at least narrow it down it's to Donovan that. Donovan Bailey with everything. Donovan Bailey. <laughs> that's right. We had him on sitting there talking about swimming last night just because he's Donovan Bailey, and that's what you do when you're on Canadian television. You put Donovan Bailey on for everything. Next year we're getting Wayne Gretzky just popping up like an, he's our Olympic yeah. expert. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky's here to commentate <laughs> on uh, Eric Lamaze and Fine Lady Number 12. <laughs> and now we cross live to the sailing with Jim Smith and Wayne Gretzky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this reminds me so much of winning no medals at the Olympics because I'm Wayne Gretzky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we have that too. We have the experts. I mean, like, we actually know who the experts are in the swimming and the athletics, whereas, like, you know, <laughs> the judo, they don't even know who the experts They don't know what's going on, I think, for the most part. But, um, yeah, now athletics, well, obviously, we've got Bruce, our legendary Bruce. But, um, yeah, they have Tanzan Lewis, who kind of joins Bruce for the female events even though she was calling the men's 400 metres. And then Steve Hooker, our gold medalist from the pole vault in Beijing, the big ranger lion. Look him up. He looks like a, you know, he's got a mane of red hair. Um, but he generally does a field events with another guy. I can't remember the name of it, but he'll ran. They had just have like musical chairs in the Channel 7 commentary box. They're just like, oh, Steve, join Bruce for the sprint because he was doing the Usain Bolt call. Usain Bolt call. Thank you, Ben. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, my my commentary comes from the 100 metres, the little lines that both Hooker and Bruce were saying. Um, so Steve Hooker, after Bolt wins, just just so everybody out there wants to know that a same Bolt is a human being and not a robot, says, he's made of skin, muscles, bones, and things that make up a human. So <laughs> I'm glad that Steve Hooker's got the inside word there. Um... <laughs> 
Uh, now, Brute, Brute, now, how, I don't know how to describe Bruce. I mean, this is the man that obviously you know him as the guy who talks up Aruba being the line of a Beach Boys song, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's Mr. Olympics, they call him on Channel 7. He's been going to the Olympics since Moscow. I mean, he's very highly respected sports commentator in this country. He calls Australian rules football. Uh, he calls horse racing. He loves his horse racing, Bruce. Um, I mean, I, lo- I grew up absolutely idolizing him because I wanted to be a sports commentator and he, he was up there as one of my favorite favourites. Um, everybody likes to try and impersonate him. He likes to say special. Um, there's one particular uh, Australian rules footballer who he absolutely loves, and every time he gets the ball, he says, oh, delicious. Um, when he gets delicious. delicious. Uh, Do not let the man commentate on women's gymnastics, well, please. There's a parody. There's a, um, a comedian in Australia called Billy Birmingham. He's a.k.a. known as the 12th man. He got very famous... Um, in the 80s and 90s for releasing parody CDs of our cricket commentators in Australia. He became very successful because our cricket commentators were very sort of impersonable. They had very unique voices and they're they're quite funny. But after the Sydney Olympics, he released a track just ripping into Bruce McAvaney. And I'll have to find it to you and send the link. And it goes for about five minutes, but it's funny. But basically, he completely recreates the call of Kathy Freeman winning the 400 metres. And at the end of it, it proceeds, because, you know, Bruce gets very excited over Kathy Freeman. It's like, Kathy's done it! She's shat all over them! Ah, ah, oh, special! Oh, can I borrow a tissue? I need to clean up. <laughs> like, it's just... It's it's just funny. It, it's just Bruce gets excited. There's so much more life over there than here. Yes. We just have like very serious, and they're all, they're always like I said. The majority of the commentary fails we've had outside of calling the Chinese pigs. Um, the majority of the commentary fails that we've had for here in Canada, or they're about to say something mean. They're like, "Should I say this?" And then they backpedal. Like nobody would say this to their face, but yeah. But, but I, mean, I want some. I want some. Get, get some energy. But Bruce says, uh, so the same boat doing the lap of honour. He's going up to get selfies with the crowd. And Bruce promptly turns around and goes, oh, wouldn't you like to be in that shot right now? Like, it's just the way he says it. It's just so that. Then Bolt, Bolt's going around holding his shoes. And it looks like he's about to throw them in the crowd. And Bruce goes, oh, throw it our way, please. <laughs> <laughs> But the best one, we're talking about Bruce McAvaney trying to stretch things out. And I, I'm no disrespect to Bruce because the guy is a walking encyclopedia. He can pull off stats out of nowhere. I had, um, I went to a, an AFL match here in Hobart and they had a very prominent uh, footballer at this luncheon and I actually got to sit next to him and we were talking about, because he is an expert commentator and commentates next to Bruce McAvaney and we got on talking about Bruce McAvaney about how knowledgeable he is and we're like, oh, surely he has like a list of notes in front of him. He, you know, knows everything, you know, he prepares and this guy turns around and says, nope, he's like, everything that he says, he knows off the top of my head. He's a freak. So like, Bruce McAvaney knows everything but he turns around and says, as he's doing the lap, he says, and I've written this down word for word, Brazil can lay claim to the greatest football of all time in Pelé, and now they can claim to hosting the greatest sprinter of all time. So, like, how do you stretch that? Like, Brazil's got the greatest footballer, and now Usain Bolt's in their country. Like, he's been to... <laughs> he won gold in London, in Beijing. Like, oh, London can lay claim to having the greatest super spy of all time in movies, and now they're hosted Usain <laughs> <laughs> Bolt. And like, what do they say with China? Like... China has Dong Dong, and now they've got a yeah. same <laughs> Blake. Seriously, Bruce? That's the way you... Well, let, let's be honest. 
Rio is now proud because they have hosted the greatest silver medalist to ever be named twice in Dong Dong. <laughs> so every country now in the world is like great because they've got something really good as well as having Usain Bolt just walk in their country. This is why he's the greatest human being of all time. Because it's... We are the greatest podcast for having Usain Bolt <laughs> yes. proposed as a wife for one of our hosts. Yes. So uh, that's our claim to fame. It's ridiculous. Uh, news.com today, you shitter, shitter, shitter. The only one I've got here, still in Australia, we need to talk about the fucking Campbell sisters. Get over it, they choke, the swimming's over. <laughs> but they've, they've got a headline here on news.com today, you... And I have no idea how they can connect Bronte Campbell to Donald Trump. But they have. Uh, (laughs) The headline is, Bronte's perfect Trump sledge. And then it says, it keeps getting easier to get behind our swimmers. Bronte Campbell delivered the perfect sledge to Donald Trump. This is a headline in Australia. And I don't even know what the sledge is. I haven't even read that far. Um, What does it say here? Talking about... Oh, here we go. Speaking about the contrasting fortunes between America's swim team compared to Australia, she laughed in the face of suggestions we should mimic how the US does things. And she replied, I think if we ended up copying America, we'd end up with someone like Donald Trump as our president, Campbell said. I don't think that's a good idea. And to which the news.com.au journalist, who in this case is James Matthew, I think he was the one we were ripping into the other day, he's written the following line, Stuff the medal count, that's Australia 1, USA nil. <laughs> not even a good sledge that's shit (laughs) oh god news.com you had a slow day because they couldn't bash the campbells such a vicious people aren't you you were talking a few seconds ago about our commentators you want our news journalists as well um (laughs) anyway okay who's your who's your canada fan profile whose name is such and such and uh, why are they canadian today oh well, again, I wish this is the second time I, I was going to put it off, but uh, I did put it off originally, I should say. But Jennifer Abel, our great diver, um, the amazing Jennifer Abel, uh, she is the Canadian choice of the day. Uh, I just want to say, again, if people want to look these up, just Google, hi, my name is Team Canada, and they're all there. She has the most perfect handwriting that I have ever seen. Um, It's really spectacular. That alone is worth the trip to Team Canada's website. So it starts, hello, my name is Jennifer Abel, and I am Canadian. My favorite Olympic moment is the arrival at the Olympic Village. (laughs) Just right off the bat, I think she misunderstood. The question is, what's your favorite Olympic? Stop, Colin. Is this Canada's Ryan Lochte? (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. (laughs) Um. But, I mean, the question, everybody else has answered it with, what is your favorite Olympic moment? Oh, I remember seeing Mark Tewksbury win in Barcelona. I remember Donovan Bailey in Atlanta. She says, I like arriving in the village. So she's thinking, what is your personal favorite Olympic moment? Maybe a little too literal there. I like using the toilets. If I could could choose any Olympic host city, it would be Montreal. I know she's from uh, Quebec, at least. I don't know if she's from Montreal. In my spare time, I most like to have a glass of wine. When you continue on this profile, you're going to realize that that's very true. <laughs> um, draw a picture of yourself. She has drawn a picture that looks like the most accurate stick figure of her you've ever seen with two giant bumps right around her midsection. Um, I think she's very proud of one feature on her bod- body there. I was supposed to say bottom. Bottom well, of her body there. Lumps, so, um... If you've seen the diving, it's pretty accurate. Uh, <laughs> The weirdest destruction a coach ever gave me was, stop thinking. 
<laughs> which is also which is also the opposite of what the uh, instructions that Ryan Lochte's coaches give him. Um, <laughs> Ryan, think. My favorite... <laughs> What's that mean? My favorite workout is talking, uh, which is actually surprising to me. <laughs> because in her interviews, I swear, it's like over in two seconds. Like, she never says a lot on camera. No. Um, I- I'd like to... <laughs> Maybe we need to get her boozed up to get her talking or something. We'll we'll see more about that later on. Uh, if I if I could have lunch with any one person, it would be my grandmother who passed away in two thousand seven. So is this posthumous? Uh, <laughs> She's the only person who can hold a conversation with her. Hello, Nan. <laughs> <laughs> What's that you say? Oh, you're still um, dead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite sandwich is a Calabrese sandwich. Mm. I guess that's what her grandmother had. <laughs> I love this. Google the picture. Uh, draw a picture of a Canadian animal. She drew a smiling cat that says meow with two exclamation marks. Uh, this comes right just to the right of an elephant she started drawing, didn't finish, and crossed out entirely. What's an elephant? Is this like the Canadian bunnies that I don't know anything about? <laughs> <laughs> the bunny hugs. I'm gonna send it to you. Just scroll down until you see the picture. Well, I don't know if it's the quite elephant as good isn't... as yesterday's one, where the uh, the fencer guy that we had basically drew a picture of a moose that you didn't know was a moose until you saw the speech bubble that said moose. <laughs> yeah, I that one. Well, this one's great because she put underneath. The, there's the meow, the cat, and underneath it, she put hashtag cougar. <laughs> It's really a spectacular piece of work here. Oh, God. Um, if I could have any superpower, it would be see in the future. <laughs> the best candy in the world is Little Peaches. I actually do love those Little Peach candies. They I've are my favorite, of them. too. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. As a kid, my favorite sports team was my brother's baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> She's a huge sports nut, isn't she? She can only think of a brother's baseball team. <laughs> Um, I just, I'm looking at this profile now. I just really quickly, I'm looking at the draw a picture yeah. of yourself. It looks like Princess Leia with a like saggy boobs or a very round bottom. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is Princess Leia, Force Awakens, or Jennifer Abel, age 23. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, her favorite sports movie, I love this, Cool Running, is probably one of my favorites that's, of all time. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, this is probably the wino in her talking, I don't know what this is. Um, what would the coolest Olympic medal look like? It looks like a bottle on a string, and it says hashtag Vuv Clicote, is that like a wine or something? That, shall we translate that? <laughs> yeah. How's our French yeah. going? You, what? you live in a country where fast. French is your official language. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're only, it's only mandatory we take it for eight years. Um, <laughs> Let's see what this is. We're both doing it. Um, window, widow, click, Vu- what? <laughs> Vouv, clicout, it is a French champagne. Oh, okay. Um, so the fact that this is, again, where maybe gets a little bit sad that her ideal Olympic medal is a bottle of booze on a string that she could wear around her neck. <laughs> Montreal, man, like Ryan Lochte and I are just going <laughs> to drink our medals. 
<laughs> she is so much better than Ryan Lochte. Uh, um, uh, oh, I, I lost the profile here. Uh, <laughs> can you find it? I'm on it still. I'm thrilled by this. Um, it, okay, I, got it? I missed. I was Googling Vuv Klikut and I missed it. Well, I've got it here until you find it. If I could live anywhere in the world, it would be somewhere not too far of my family. Now, I will say she spelled two T O, not T double O, and it doesn't even and make far sense. Far of my family. Somewhere not too far of my family. Yeah. <laughs> what? She's really gotten. Between when she started this and finished, she's seriously tanked at this point. Either that or, like, the Canadian diving team need to go back to school. Um, learn some grammar. I'm almost back here okay, again. Well, I don't know how I, I When I was it. little, I always thought that I was a princess and now I am a queen. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> Which is followed by, I love this, my favorite joke to tell is, I don't have any jokes to tell because I am not funny. <laughs> I thought the princess and queen one was pretty funny. You need to me. go back to that, the, the, what was it, one the other day with the jalapeno nose. Whatever it is, tell that to your <laughs> teammate there. <laughs> Jennifer, like, come on. Um, um, she is spectacular, though. Uh, this is Jennifer Abel, our cur- almost cur- medalist. Cursive. Live your passion. She hasn't even cursive live and like she's put the L with a gap in between it. Like, do you know what cursive is, Jennifer? <laughs> <laughs> like, can't even do that properly. Um, and I love the fact that you've got a promo video for your Olympics, which still has to relate to the uh, Winter Olympics. Team Canada, ice in our veins. You should probably get drug tested. That's not very good if you've got ice in your veins. So Penny Alexiak's going to get her medals taken away from her. Yeah. Uh... That is Jennifer Abel. Star of the day, her and Ryan Lochte. Stuff the same bolt. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, fan messages. Where are we up to? I haven't even looked at these today. Hello, AOC, if you're listening. Oh, God, the Campbells are still getting love. <laughs> why? Just why? <laughs> exactly. Uh, this one is from Leanne of Victoria to Richie Campbell. Yes, I am getting up around 3am to watch you and your team. Keep up the good work. Okay. I don't know exactly what Richie does, but clearly it's 3 a.m. Um, let's see. Oh, no, these are, these are, hang on, these have, surely these are not updated because there was a volleyball one from yesterday where they're asking her to come out and train with them. Like, it's, they don't ring them and, like, reply to you. It's not Twitter. Um, uh, um, breaking news. Please reply to this message. Breaking news I've just got here on the Australian Olympic team app. Somehow they've managed to uh, connect an Australian athlete to a sane bolt. Somehow, um, they've written here: Brandon Stark qualified for the final of the men's high jump just moments after watching Jamaica's sane bolt become the first. <laughs> like, how do you connect that? Uh, anyway, so hang on, let's see if they've updated. You know what? I'm surprised we don't have the story that Josh Clark is the, currently the most famous person to ever not run in a race with <laughs> yes, Usain Bolt. Exactly. These, this is ridiculous. The AOC is so in touch with, like, a same bolt. That these fan messages are from 15 hours ago, so these actually haven't updated since yesterday's episode. Hope you win the gold. <laughs> yes. I hope you're going to go well in London. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think we read this one. This is all boring now. Jackson, my Tassie boy. Jackson Marks in Tasmania. Great to Cam McAvoy. Great swimming. You have served Australia well, and we enjoy watching you in class time. Uh, <laughs> wow, okay. Um, to Jim, overseas fan. I think we've heard from Jim a lot. 
to Nicole Zagami. I don't know who Nicole is, but uh, Jim writes, you are so feisty. Bring on the US and Italy. <laughs> Isn't that bad to say feisty? Um, Rick from Queensland. To not for J-Mac. <laughs> not for J- that must be J for J-Mac. To Georgia Bowl. Hi, Georgia. What amazing season you've had. A tough week for you swimming a little below what you would have expected. You're just bagging her out. Keep, <laughs> keep your chin up. Stay focused. Enjoy the next four years and you will achieve huge results. Um, <laughs> Rani from Victoria to Isabel Bishop. Hi, Isabel. I look up to you and someday I hope to be an Olympic swimmer just like you. Oh, isn't that sweet? Um, what the hell? Mary Van Dissel from South Australia. I'm, I'm really hoping that this guy, Scott Keach, is an equestrian person because otherwise this is a bit disturbing about what Scott does in his spare time. Um, we will always be grateful for you breaking in our flaxen chestnut pony, Desiree, over 25 years ago. Good luck for your first jumping round in Rio. Best wishes, Mary and Beatrix Van Dissel. <laughs> Clearly, breaking in a pony 25 years ago is a big deal. Uh, <laughs> is that pony still with us, is the question. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, anyway, so they're, they're boring today. God, pick up your game, AOC. You're too busy blocking people on Facebook to update your app. Uh, <laughs> what, what sport are we going to today, Colin? Um, which ones have we not done yet? All right, just looking. We haven't done any. Are there any martial arts in there? Uh, we, uh, taekwondo, oh, wrestling. wrestling! Yeah, let's go for wrestling. Freestyle or Greco-Roman? Yeah. What's your What's your poison? Greco. <laughs> Greco. Oh, we've got the one athlete in Ivan Popov. Um, okay, Ivan. Let's learn about you. Um, he. All right. Who was uh Who was the Greco-Roman one that was in the Roman Vlasov? Yes. Yes. What if we just sent out? Hi, what's the guy's name again? Ivan Your guy? Popov. <laughs> Hi, I. How are you? I heard Roman Vlasov was talking some serious smack about you earlier. <laughs> yes. Hang on, before I get there, I'm just going to quickly read here. It says in his biography, Russian-born Ivan Popov made history in 2010 by claiming the first ever Commonwealth Games wrestling gold medal for Australia in 32 years. Oh. What a legend. Um, his nickname Ivan, thank you. His nickname is Ivan. <laughs> All right. Oh, they took a while to come up with that one. Uh, off the podium. Email. Should really put in a different email address so they might approve it for once. Maybe it's crashed. <laughs> they're going through so many of our messages, we can't update it in 18 hours. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Thanks for breaking in our pony 20 years ago. Uh, hey, Ivan. I heard... <laughs> I heard... Oh, apparently Vlasov comes up as autocorrect as classic. Um, <laughs> I heard Roman Vlasov was talking serious smack about you. <laughs> what we had after that... <laughs> Is there even anything else to add? You should... (laughs) Dot, dot, dot! Hit him with a chair. (laughs) And get him in a sharpshooter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Kick his ass, sea bass. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> That's the one of the day. Come on, Ivan. Do it for Australia. We will never be unblocked, will we? <laughs> I'm going to get a phone call later on today. Yes, hello, Ben. This is Sam from the AOC. How are you? Stop talking about us. <laughs> um, all right. So day 10 is upon us. That's sad in a way because we, like, we're past the halfway point. This isn't good, Colin. This time in a week, the closing ceremony will be here. No, we can't do it. Um, we're double digits now. This is where it's, it it's it's officially almost over. Well, it's a slow day, actually. Only 17 gold. We've had three days in a row with over 20, but we're back to 17. So, um, big news, though. Uh, the canoe sprinting starts today. Oh, yes. Um, alongside the marathon swimming. This became a thing in, was it London or was it Beijing that became a sport? Um, but I guess it should be a sport. It was London. Well, when's the triathlon? Maybe, oh, the triathlon's right at the end. That usually is at the beginning. Anyway, so uh, we have medals today in wrestling. Come on, Ivan. Uh, weightlifting. Uh, what else do we have today? Yeah, marathon swimming, obviously. Sailing. Uh, I think actually we've got a guaranteed medal today, Australia, tomorrow, whatever. Um, the artistic gymnastics continues. Uh, we've got equestrian medals track cycling, boxing, and obviously athletics as well. So, um, yes, it's exciting because it's the Olympics, Colin. I don't know if you've got any. I've, I've got nothing written here for Australia. Um, a, a medal in sailing is what I know we're going to get. So that's about all I can tell you. Do you have anything Canada's looking forward to today? Well, I was, I was so preoccupied with uh, Bolt and DeGrasse all day today that I haven't even looked up to see what is on tomorrow when i go through cbc's uh uh what cbc actually has listed in their programming it just says athletics and beach volleyball all day <laughs> and i know we're not in beach volleyball anymore right now i'm watching us and australia play how are we on going CBC. uh well us won uh the first set so right Damn. now it's 12 10 or 12 11 in the second uh australia is in there still okay come on australia come on let's do it um all right well I'll... but you know you mentioned the canoe sprint and uh that is the big thing because probably one of the most consistent uh olympians we have in the summer olympics adam van coverton uh one of my favorite olympians of all time just a great personality great all-around guy uh he's up the kayak the 1000 meters so uh that's what i'll be watching tomorrow morning on the way to work i do love the fact that you've got a sport where you've got to have canoe and kayak because you've got to have both yeah <laughs> like is, which, is it is it canoe or the kayak one where they're essentially kneeling in the boat i like that one that's fun to watch the canoe i think that's canoe yeah that's i don't know that to me like this is all well and good sitting down in a boat like anyone can do that like i can't even kneel down to like pick up something off the ground without like, hurting myself like i couldn't imagine being in a boat like doing it for like a kilometer um so good on you people who knew well in all fairness you're not adam vancouver well, i'm not we we won gold in uh that four years ago in some event in the canoeing so um, <laughs> i i could probably tell you if i did my research hang on i pulled it up here um the men's k4 1000 meters took out the gold we beat hungary and czech republic so Suck on that, Adam Van Cover, whatever your name is. <laughs> so, well, he is the uh, the the Canadian that has medaled three Olympics in a row. So if he medals here, I think that might make him the first summer Olympian to medal in four separate Olympics. Well, does he want a gold? 
He won a gold in Athens, oh, yes, in the K1500. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> he switched to the 1000 in London. Right. And he pulled off a silver, so, yeah. Okay, then. Well, let's root for him, because he got beaten by a Norwegian four years ago. And... <laughs> And he beat... Not a Norwegian. They're as bad as the French. <laughs> and he beat... I love this guy's name from Germany. Max Hoff. Like, is that just because I love the Hoff over there in Germany? Like, I'm going to name my... I'm going to re-change his last name to the Hoff. Just like Degrassi Junior High. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, so yeah, it's the canoe sprinting. Get excited for the canoe, canoe sprinting. Three days to modern pentathlon as well. It's getting exciting. Woo. Um, Facebook, yes, 25 likes and we will do a triple jump for you. Um, so do it. Uh, Facebook forward slash. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. You can't back out that easy. A hop, skip, jump, somersault, cartwheel. All oh, right, okay. Well, I can probably do the first three of that. I don't know about the last two. <laughs> I'll try. I'll probably end up killing myself. <laughs> Um, off the Podium Podcast on Facebook, email off the podium at hotmail.com, uh, iTunes, YouTube. Thanks for all the downloads and support on that. It's been great. And um, yeah, Colin, another fun day and looking forward to another day tomorrow. Yeah. And from now on, I don't want to be known as Colin. I want to be known as my nickname, also Ivan. <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks, Ivan, for your time. Uh, somehow we spent this episode, a 90-minute episode, talking about the Olympics for 30 and the other 60 talking about Ryan Lochte in the same bolt. So, <laughs> go figure. Uh, but, yes, we'll be back tomorrow. Thank you very much. And just quickly, if you're listening in Brazil, just remember that not only can you lay claim to the greatest football of all time and hosting the greatest sprinter of all time, but you can also lay claim to listening to a podcast. Good night. Good night.